Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts in the studio. And, of course, as always, we got our Hot Rod Happy Couple. Wait a minute. Uh, Smitty. Breezy. Smitty. Uh, no. Breezy. Hey, over there. Nope. Nope. They ain't nope. there. Okay, Smitty and Breezy's out sick. I feel like I'm calling attendance. And then, of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself, Richard Hoskins. Guess who else called in sick? Damn, Richard even called in sick? Richard called in sick, It's pretty bad when the professor, I think he's a doctor, is sick. Yeah, I think so, too. But I think uh, what it is is he... uh, Yeah, he called in sick. Let's just go with that one. Yeah, 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 he's sick. I didn't know mentally ill was a reason, but well, okay. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say, but I'll try to keep it Leave it to me. Point. I will say it. And then, of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hour, legal counsel slash all-around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. Please be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Kobe's here. Over Kobe, here, over here. Kobe is a trooper. Kobe is a trooper. Rain, snow, sleet, or hail. He's like the U.S. male. That's I'm right. I'm telling you. We always rolling. I'm telling you. Uh, and that's the thing, you know. I mean, everybody don't feel good. I don't feel good. I want to go and shit. You see me the other week. I was sick, stuffy nose, had friggin' fever of 126. <laughs> and did it slow me down? Nope. Yeah, I was like that, what, about a month ago? Exactly. Pull through it. You got to pull through it. You know, I mean, maybe it's that John Wayne mentality that we have, Kobe. I I guess it must be that rough, tough thing we got. It's the old school in us. It is. You know, that whole, like, strike a match off your beard thing and all that. We got that. I'm just saying. But anyway, I tell you what, we had some fun events this past weekend. Now, it's kind of funny we got spread all over the map. Kobe, you got to go to Auto Fair. Now, Auto Fair is a fun event up in Charlotte, at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It was. I was up there, spent several days up there. I had a blast looking at all the beautiful cars, great vendors, great people, socializing with fans and just people in general. I mean, it's it's crazy when you're – I mean, when I say fans, it's kind of crazy, but you know how it is, like – when you're walking around and, and people recognize you and was like, oh, you know, hey, how you doing? And you're that asking, guy. Yeah, and asking questions and hung out with Dave from uh, Toy Makers and yeah. hung out cool with Cool guy. Yeah, great, cool guy. Great guy. I did not know he rode stunt bikes. Yes, I, I've known that for years because back in the day I did ride sport bikes and I used to follow him a little bit back before YouTube was YouTube kind of. It was YouTube, but it was like, you know. Pre-YouTube. Yeah. It, was, it, it, wasn't it, it wasn't cool. Yeah, it wasn't popular like now, but he was on there. And then I seen him at a couple, you know, bike rally events. But, yeah, he, he's a very, very good stunt bike rider. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. All this time. The things you learn. And then, of course, me, Smitty, and Breezy were down to the Anderson Motor Speedway, the Charlotte Motor Speedway of L.A., Lower Anderson. <laughs> 
for uh, Back to Basics, you know, put on my Misperception Car Club. It was a fun import show. I had a great time. I had a huge, huge, huge turnout. I've actually packed that place out. Um, I tell you, you know, and, and these guys, you know, people joke and give the import guys a hard time, and I know I'm a diehard muscle car guy. But something you got to say is we all got to start somewhere. I mean, I remember back when I got in the car hobby, you know, I didn't start out with a Chevelle. I started out, you know, with my five-liter Mustang, and I did dumb teenage kid stuff. These kids have got it together. I mean, they take pride in their rides, and they have a great time, and they put on a great event. Yeah, I seen pictures of y'all when y'all were posting down there. You know, of course, I was... I was up there posting pictures, you know, sent them to you. We were going back and forth. And I almost look. got ran over. Yeah, I heard. That yeah, we had saying. a burnout contest, and I will tell you this. Them Coyote Mustangs will run you over. <laughs> yeah, those things, when they drop the clutch on them, they still kick sideways pretty hard. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. The host didn't die. That's all that mattered. That's the right. show went on. Back to my rough, tough persona I got. You know what I'm saying? I get side-swiped by a Mustang, didn't even miss a beat, didn't even drop the mic. You picked up your chuck and went on, didn't you? Exactly, exactly. Didn't even smudge my chucks. <laughs> but we had a great time. Fun event. Saturday was absolutely gorgeous. Weather was spot on. And sure, I mean, we didn't get man, I didn't get home by 1 o'clock in the morning. Woo. i tell you what, oh, these kids got a curfew. I don't know about you, but I started getting a little sweepy about 11 o'clock. I know I would have. I'm you telling know, you. You know, you know me. I'm an old guy. I like to be in bed by 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'm going to tell you something. Matlock goes off. It's time to go to bed. That's right. You know, I'm just saying. That 10 o'clock news, that's <laughs> the best thing ever because I never made it to 11. <laughs> nope. That's that's what I watch. I'm telling you. It's crazy stuff. The Charlotte Speedway was, was a great event. I got to see a lot of pictures. And Hot Rods and Happy Hour even got an award yes, at we, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yes, we did. It was crazy. I was up there. And I wasn't expecting You know you're were, good when you go to a car show and you don't have a car there or you're not there and you still get an award. Yeah, we were I was Hey well Covey was there to accept it. Yeah, I was just riding around on on the little scooter cricket thing, just cruising along and all of a sudden It's so funny we talk about old people and he said, What are you doing? I was just riding around <laughs> on my chassis, you know. <laughs> but cruising around and uh, lo and behold I run into Devin up there and he's like, Oh, I'm glad you're here. I seen you posting stuff about being up here. I was gonna try to find you but I got you and Rob and the guys something. I was like, you do? And he's like, yeah, come check this out. And Well, no, he's talking about Devin Moore from yes. the G, uh, Carolina GM Association, which is a huge car club out of North Carolina. And they actually put on the um, Christmas for Kids car yep. show at Hendrix Motorsports yep. at Hot Rods and Happy Hour hosts every year. Yep. And uh, we were up there. Well, matter of fact, me and Rob and Breezy and Smitty went up there this past year <clears throat> and uh, – Hosted it and it was a great show, huge turnout. Man, that is one of the, that was pretty probably one of my favorite shows towards the end of last year that we did. It was an awesome show. It was. It's always a fun show. It's always painfully cold and, in the mornings, especially. Whew. That is the coldest I've ever been in my life at yes. a car show. But yeah. these guys come out for a great cause. You know, they're buying Christmas presents for the kids at the Shriners Hospital, which is phenomenal. The Shriners have always been near and dear to my heart. And I love it. I love that event. I was honored for that award. So I want to thank Devin and all the guys at the Carolina GM Association for looking out for us. Yeah, when he gave me gave us that award, I was like, I was kind of took back. I was like, wow, that is that is really cool. So like I told Rob, I text him, sent him a picture of it. I said, we're going to have to hang that on the tr- inside the trailer. That's so, right. So everybody can see it. That's it going on cool. right up there with a diploma. That's you right. Know, I'm proud of that thing. That is a diploma. That is, I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, that's that, and that's you know, going back to it. 
And I know I beat this one to death, but you know what? If one subject in the world can be beat to death, you know, so many people in the world got their hand out and wanting something. And, you know, there's a lot of great causes out there. You know, I know I preach nonstop about supporting your local car shows and things like that. But I want to tell you, hands down, there's nothing more rewarding than helping a cause like that. And you seeing them load up this big trailer full of toys and stuff and seeing those kids' faces, I absolutely love it. That's literally, I would pay to do it. You know, when we were on stage up there at that show, that... I wouldn't even call her a little girl. She was in her, what, probably early 20s that was in the wheelchair, and she's fought every disease known to man for the last, ever since she was born, and she was still up there, and she talked. And as a grown man, I actually, I started crying on stage, because, I mean, that well, really, I mean. It, you don't have a heart if it doesn't affect exactly, you like and, that. You know, and, and like us being up there, you know, auctioning off all them, uh, all the stuff for the, to raise money for them. Yeah, we actually did a live auction yeah. in front of the entire audience of the show. I mean, there's probably 1,000, 1,500 people in the auditorium at Hendricks Motorsports. And we were up on stage doing this auction. And, I mean, you know, this is I mean, NASCAR memorabilia and, and all the big liquor companies stepped up. And we had all these neat prizes and custom-painted stuff and things. And we're auctioning this stuff off. And you can ask Kobe. I grabbed a wireless mic. I'd walk out in the crowd. I mean, either you're going to bid or I'm going to embarrass you. Yeah, One he, of the two. He was he was running up bids on people that didn't even want to bid. I mean, they were he was making a bid. Like it, it or, for, like it or not, I started. If you make me start patting pockets for money, <laughs> it's over with. It was good. That was a great show. I I can't wait to do it again this year. I I really can't. I I'll always look forward to that show. And it's the weekend. Before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. That is always something I look forward to in November. You know, we all, it's, it's so funny that you, know, you would think car show season would be over with, you know, that time of year. And it's really getting fired up for us. I mean, because, yeah. I mean, we got SEMA the very first week of November, and then we got a week off, and then we go to the Hendrix show, and then you got the turkey rod run the next week in Daytona. Turkey rod run the weekend after, yep. I'm telling you, I love it. I tell you what, I don't love is these commercial breaks. Wow, we already went through that first segment quick. Already, guys, stay tuned. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about muscle cars then and now, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 1063 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitch, your automotive host with the most. And of course, we've got Smitty. Mm -hmm. Every time that's going to get me. <laughs> I get so used to it. And then we don't have the professor here because they're out sick. So it's Mitty, Breezy, and the professor are, ta are, are not tardy. They are, uh, they're not present. No, they're, they're absent. Yeah, they're absent. But, of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hour Legal Counsel slash all-around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? So it's back to the Kobe and Rob show. Back to the Kobe and Rob show. So, you know, we're talking about muscle cars. But now, now speaking of car shows, though, before we get to this, You've got a really important car show for a great cause coming up. Yes, I do. I belong to local car show here in Traveler's Rest, Greenville, all around and whatnot. It's called Memory Lane Cruisers. Well, every year for the last six years, we've been hosting a car show called Memory Lane. And this is our sixth annual one. And what we do is we raise canned goods and for the Greenville Food Pantry besides donations for the homeless. Um, we raise money for the homeless week because every week we go out and feed roughly about 400 homeless people a week and you know doing that and all them sandwiches and all the food it takes up a lot of food and a lot of money so every year we try to raise a whole bunch of canned goods and a whole bunch of money for 
both of them. And this calls here that I we do every year, you can look around a lot of your places. We have flyers, and it's on the Internet. It's under my Facebook page and Hot Rods and Happy Hours page. But anyways, it's on April 27th this year. It's at 145 Clearview Road and Traveler's Rest. And all we ask is you bring a bag of canned goods or a box of canned goods, and that gets you in. We'll have we're going to have top twenty four awards given away, twenty top best top twenty, plus four specialty awards. We have barbecue plates available, live music by me, um, and it's just a great time. Bring a lawn chair, a tent, hang out underneath shade trees, fellowship. It's just a good old time. It's a good time for a great cause, and it don't cost anything. That's the key, other than a little bit of food that some, you have in your pantry, some pork and beans. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and you got them in your pantry. Everybody grab some stuff out of your pantry. Corn, come hang green out. Beans. Come hang out. And it ain't just to old hot rods. It motorcycles, new cars. If you want to bring a boat, bring a boat. I don't care. As long as just, you don't try to fire it up. Exactly, cuz we don't have no water out there. We don't have no lake. But come on out, hang out. It's going to be a great time. That is a great time. That is a great time. So, you know, we were talking about muscle cars and 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 this kind of hit me this weekend and and I've seen it a lot, but you know, so the the back to basics misperception meet. You know, obviously, you know it's an import show, but you have a lot of the younger kids there with, of course, the newer muscle cars. Which this is a a pet peeve of mine anyway. You know, they call the new Challengers and the you know the new Mustangs and the new Camaros muscle cars, which are really pony cars. But we'll let that slide just for demonstration purposes and, and keep the show rolling. But you know, these new muscle cars and you know, it's kind of like muscle cars have lost its meaning that title has. You know, I mean, and, and, and muscle cars are before mine and really kind of before, before Kobe's time, too. But we're old enough to know how they were. Exactly. You know, either by old owning them or being around them or whatnot. But, but this is the thing. You know, muscle cars, the original muscle cars were intermediate cars. So a smaller car with a bigger engine. Exactly. And as a rule, they were plain Jane, bare bones. Now, you had some examples that were a little more extravagant than others. And then through the years and the later years of the muscle car craze, they started becoming more and more loaded. You started seeing some of your Chryslers, like the GTXs and things like that. Or your Oldsmobiles were very, very loaded out muscle cars. But but as a rule, they were all business. It wasn't options. It was horsepower. It was more horsepower. It that's what it was. You take bare bones car, you put the biggest motor you could possibly put in it, and that's your muscle car. Exactly. And, and I mean and the only options that it had supported the muscle car thing. Whether it be, you know, a bigger rear axle or heavy duty front suspension or heavy duty cooling or, or something along those lines. Or her shifter or something like Exactly. These were these were the things. I mean it wasn't, you know, heated seats. Yeah, heated seats and all that You're stuff. You're lucky it had seats. <laughs> exactly. Bare bone, uh, normally, I mean, spring riding up your butt, bucket seats. I mean, that's what you yeah. had. Or what are you talking about? I don't have paddle shifters? Yeah. No, you had a shifter. That's it. A T-handle. Or if you had a Chrysler, you could you might even have had a push-button shifter. Now, that's yeah. high tech. Yeah, that is. Cable-operated was... push-buttons. But these things, drag racers loved them. Oh, yeah. They just rev it up and say... Let's go now and push the button. And you were gone. And it was cable operated. How crazy is that? 
It is crazy. Very, very crazy. Very neat. If you ever see one, like, and I think it was like a lot of your early 60s Chrysler's. Yep. And all the way by 64, I, I think. I'm not. I wish the professor was here. He would, he would off, know right off the He'd run off the part numbers for them, but the, uh, and the exact models they were in. But, the, you know, these things were so hot with drag racers. The, you know, so if you had an automatic, but it didn't have a shifter, it was just had these four buttons on the dash. I was in my teens the first time I seen one of them, and a friend of mine, Josh, his dad got one, or had one, and his dad, we were in his shop working or whatever, his dad's like, oh, move this, move the car out of the way, and I, I get in it, and I sit down and barely had a driver's license, you know, and I, I look down for the shifter, and it wasn't there. I look up on the column, it's not there. I'm like, what in the world's going on? And then he started laughing. He said, it's on the dash. And, you know, you just got the buttons. And I was like, how does this work? And he's like, push the button. I'm like, oh, okay. It was pretty cool. Yeah, but these buttons, these things are like like the buttons, like on an old school radio. Like you push yep. them, like, click, yep. click, click. You know, it's a, uh, yeah, it's definitely different. It's definitely different. But that's the thing. Like, like muscle cars, I feel, have lost their... They're bare bones. And then, you know, because me and the professor was talking about this before he got swamp fever. And, you know, he's like, well, you kind of had the demon. You know, like that was kind of like the the, the muscle car. But it isn't. This thing still has traction control and ABS brakes and, and all of these features. To me, the closest new car to a muscle car would be like a Copo Camaro or one of the body in white cars or something like that. Yeah, I would say the the Copo Camaro is probably, to me, the closest to original muscle car. Or the Cobra Jet Mustangs. You know, the the factory drag cars. It's the closest to a real muscle car because they weren't equipped, no airbags or nothing, which I understand you had to have that because of government guidelines. But, I mean, you know, and we'll get into this in this next segment, but, I mean, just some of the gadgetry that's in these cars, I mean... There's no way these things will be around for 50 years. No, I just I, I can't see it. You know, and 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 systems being still being supported and stuff. The way technology changes, I mean, this stuff's going to be so out of date so fast. You know, but I don't know. I just it, it's just, it's funny to me how you know oh, I got a new muscle car. Yeah, kinda. You know, and, and you got a name. No, you got a pony car. You got yeah, a name. exactly with a name, and I think that's a lot of it. You know, but. I don't know. I, don't, I, I think it's going to be a good subject. We, we may hurt some feelings, but hey, what's new? You make an omelet, you crack some eggs. <laughs> That's right. Guys, stay tuned. We're talking muscle cars then and now, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitch, your automotive host with the most. And, of course, absent again, this Smitty and Breezy, our Hot Rod Happy Couple. And they're sick together at the same time. Hmm. How hmm. convenient. Yeah. Richard, same way. And then the professor is sick, too. But, but. as always, we have Hot Rods and Happy, our legal counsel, slash all-around cool car guy, Mr. Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? I'm going to give a shout-out to Richard in Berea, yeah, exactly. South Carolina. I would like to give a shout-out to the professor himself in his hometown of Berea, South Carolina. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, holding it down in the Shamrock Acres. You know, that's where you can send the flowers and nurses and all that because apparently he's dying. Yes. I actually checked on him over the last break. I sent him a text, and it's like, we miss you, bud. He's like, uh, over text. Yeah, he's he's. I wasn't sick. even aware how you spelt that till I got it. He would uh. know. He would know. Yeah, he, 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 his texts even sound bad. <laughs> so, but anyway. So anyway, so we're talking about the muscle cars and the new muscle cars. Muscle cars then and now. 
and and that's the thing. Like I think there they are fast cars. I'm not knocking them. I mean the Coyotes and the LS Power and and, and the Hemi's and, and and everything and the Eco whatevers and whatever yo whatever's hot this week yo they're fast super fast and i understand the whole theory behind them because they're very reliable too i mean and fuel mileage yeah the fuel mileage is great i mean i guess but it's almost got a little too much i mean you keep in mind the first muscle cars rolled in 64 65 this is your this was the beginning of the muscle car age and i mean everybody's got a different date when it started some people think it started with the dodges in the late 50s but for me, the muscle car started, you know, 64, 65, when the GTOs and Chevelles and, and you know, your, 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 your big block Mopars and things like that started rolling in, your 413 Dodges and stuff. That, to me, is when the muscle car era started. Now, you know, so now the new muscle cars are in. And, you know, they're loaded out with all these creature comforts. But it's not even that. I mean, these things are, they've got more buttons in them than a fighter jet. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so we're back to basics. And I, and I told you I was going to pick on the Mustang guys because I'm an equal opportunity offender here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. But this is the thing. So we're back to basics. And this kid comes rolling up. And, and I can say that now because I'm almost 40, so I can call these kids kids. But this kid rolls up. And he's early 20-something. And he pulls up in this nice late model Mustang. It's a good-looking car. Five-liter Coyote. And got some nice exhaust on it and all this stuff. And, and you know, whatever the bolt-ons they got on it. And he pulls up to the burnout contest. I'm here on my mic. And I'm walking up. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? And he's like, hey, you know. And next thing you know, it looks like he's playing a video game on his steering wheel. And I'm like, hey, buddy, you need, you, know, thinking, you need to concentrate on the burnout. You know, not your little Xbox or what you got there. No. He's setting his line lock. Turning his traction control off. You know, I'm like, you know, adjusting the mode of the suspension all by his steering wheel in his Mustang. And, and this is the thing. You know, he's scrolling through stuff and pushing buttons. And, I mean, it looks like, like, okay, I grew up with Atari. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and for y'all to break it down, Atari, the sound is what made it. But, but you know, imagine a black screen with two white flat panels on each end going up and down and a ball between them. That's it. Boomp. 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 That was high tech. This guy, keep in mind, we're talking muscle cars you know, coming out in the 60s, in the mid-60s. This is before we put a man on the moon. If they had this technology in the 60s, I mean, we would be doing some wild stuff. But I mean, I mean, it blows my mind. And he's pushing these buttons, and he does this horrendous burnout with it. And does it does and does a good burnout, you know? But I'm thinking, like, like man, I mean, like, you know. And then you start looking at the options on these cars. There's no such thing as a base car anymore. Like, you know, just the plainest car. Like even back in when I was in high school, you know, you could still get you know roll up windows and you know AC delete still. You know, I mean. And that, but now that's just, I mean, there's no such. Well, like, it's either cloth or leather. Take your pick. Well, think about this. Even when we started driving in the 90s, an automatic was a luxury vehicle. Yeah, an automatic was, costs more than it, the manual transmission. Now did. you have to order a manual transmission because yeah. everything is automatic. 
It right. is totally reversed. But I got paddle shifters, yo. I know, but I mean, you it's know, just and, crazy. And then you've got, and I mean, and the Camaro guys and the Chrysler guys are right behind the Mustang guys. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just as bad. And I, I don't just use the Mustang. But like, but you think of how the Mustang started, and and I think it hit me really hard because we're restoring one at the shop right now, you know, and and you know, a '65 GT Mustang, and this was this guy's first car. A 289 GT Mustang. So in 1965, I'm not saying this was a muscle car because it's a pony car, but it was still a pretty wicked little car for for what it was. Four speed, 289. They were fast. And there again, like I said, if we had the professor here, he would tell us how many they made in Candy Apple Red. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a it's a sharp car. But look at it now. Look what a Mustang GT is now. A Mustang GT is like. I mean, it's Air Force One. Exact compared to this, <laughs> and and I mean, I mean, it's like a stealth bomber compared to a paper airplane, and I mean, I mean, just the technology that's in it, and ABS braking systems, and Lord forbid, give me supplemental restraints, and I mean, like literally, if your grandmother doesn't have her seatbelt on across town in her Crown Victoria, a light comes on in the dash. <laughs> I mean, this thing has buttons for buttons. It has buttons for buttons. Yeah, it, it it does. And the thing of it is, too, I think, like, with them cars there, when the whole, to me, I, I do. I love gig gadgets, but I just think a uh, a car with cool features can go overboard, and some of these have. And I... <sighs> I understand where all the dealerships are coming from because they want everybody to have all the creature comforts and technology, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, his tooth, YouTube, all that stuff in your car. But at the same time, I think a muscle car needs – and like Richard was saying, I think they kind of need to go back to some of the basics. And I think Ford, according to what Richard was sent us a text the other day – Yeah, they're coming out with a bare bones – well, a – Bearer Bones oh. GT. Yes, and I think that'll be a pretty cool car if they do it. If it, they do if it. it's like they really say, it. and when they say bearer bones, that means it doesn't have a heated and cooled steering wheel. <laughs> Those barbarians! How do they drive? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, back in the day, in the in the, in the mid '60s, you could order a car without a damn steering wheel. I mean, it was just that is true. I mean, these things are. I mean, some of these options are insane on them. You know, all the traction controls. And, and I mean, and that, it always tickles me because you always have a a young guy at these events. You know, they try to burn out the traction controls on it. It shuts it down. And I'm like, you know, that would have happened in the 60s. You stalled it out in the 60s. You know what your traction control was in the 60s? It was in your right foot. Exactly. Your and, gas pedal. Exactly. You know, you know what your launch control was? It was in your left foot on the clutch pedal. That's... It's, you know what your line lock was? Dumb it was in between. It was in between your left foot and the clutch pedal, holding yeah. the brake and the clutch at the same, the same time. time. That was line lock. That's it. You know, and then, and that's the thing. Like like these kids don't understand that, and it's so funny how it's changing. You know, I mean, and 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 it's, I don't know. It's like I took my apprentice for a ride in my Chevelle. And I took him up the road and going through the gears in it. And he, just the way he was looking at me, and I never really got it till now. 
Because if you see somebody even driving a new manual transmission car, it's nothing like a four-speed muscle car. No, the the throw is like literally, you know, within an inch of each other, and there's zero play where, you know, back in the day when we learned how to drive. I could you, smack the shifter and hit, hit him in the knee with it. Exactly. You had to move that thing around and guess where it went. Exactly. You know, and that's. I don't know. I mean, technology's come a long way, and fit and finish has definitely come a long way. But, but you know, I mean, it's just like it's lost some of its uh, some of its effect over the years. I mean, it's, and I and I don't want to describe it as soft, but it is soft. I mean, this is kind of like I look at muscle cars today as like the play school ver- the cozy coupe version of a muscle car. You know what I mean? Because it's got airbags in it, and it's so safe. I mean, you know, you land on a cloud if you drove it off a cliff, and it's got restraint systems for restraint systems, and it's got, you know, uh, radar radar scanning meters on the front of it, so you don't run into things, even Mustangs, which is insane because it still runs over people. But still, and and I mean, you know, it's got backup cameras, and we're not talking about a Winnebago, we're talking about a Mustang. Well, that's like that new Mustang. If you you put it in reverse, the backup camera, and it does have a cool backup camera because it actually does a 3D scan above your car from exactly. a satellite in the sky. I yeah. mean, it shows. And we're you not it. talking about Lincolns here. We're not talking <laughs> about BMWs or Mercedes. We're talking about a Ford Mustang. I'm telling you, that's yeah. nuts. I know it is, and I, you know what's even nuts? We're already working on another commercial. Well, I'm telling you, man, we got to pay the bills, guys. Stay tuned. We're talking about muscle cars then and now, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Bitch, your automotive host with the most, and then of course we got some. Yeah. Nope. Smitty and Breeze isn't here, and the professor's not either. Nope. We're gonna take him some Nyquil and some. Advil, cold and sinus. We're going to take them everything. When we I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know, I know our intro music's uh, Wild Side by Motley Crue. Maybe we need to play Dr. Feelgood for everybody. <laughs> Killing me, guys. But anyway, we got Kobe. Hot Rods and Happy Hour Legal Council slash all around cool car guy in the studio. What's going on, everyone? So now we're talking about muscle cars then and now and how they've changed. You know, they came from such meager beginnings. Like, I mean, they were, I mean, just bare bones cars. To now, these things are like luxury and technology, just marvels. Now, you saw an interesting one at uh, at, at an auto fair. Yes, I did. Now, this is a reverse of it. It was a 70 Chevelle, but now this thing had been modded like no other. It was modded like no other. You, you might as well say take a 70 Chevelle body, even though, yeah, it did have like an Art Morrison chassis and stuff like that. LS3 in it, I mean, just done up to the gills. It had, even on the, like, the big sign there, I read it for, like, 30 minutes because it was so much into detail. It had heated steering wheel, air-conditioned heated seats, uh, paddle shifting on it. I mean, do you realize a 70 Chevelle with factory air that worked was, like, a big thing? Yeah. And now we've got one. I've got to have my heated and cooled seats. Not only was it the front seats, it was the back seat as well. Do you realize my LTZ Silverado <laughs> doesn't have heated rear seats? I know. I mean, the brand new 2020 Denali's barely just come out with it, and this 70 Chevelle has it. That blows my mind. With tattle shift, and I mean, this car was immaculate. It was beautiful. But I was like, who took all the time and all the money 
to take a 70 Chevelle and make it into a 2020 Denali. Yeah, and I mean, this is my thing. I love it. 70 Chevelle, that's probably one of the most iconic muscle cars of all time. Ford, Chrysler, Chevrolet guy, no matter what. 70 Chevelle is that pinnacle car. That's 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 Chevrolet's Hemi Cuda. I will give them that. The re, a real Hemi Cuda, yes, not, real not, Hemi. not a new Hemi, the real Hemi. But you know, a Chevy Chevelle is that iconic muscle car. Like a thirty-two Ford is that iconic hot rod. Like a fifty-seven Chevrolet is just fifties iconic. Yep. That seventy Chevelle is that iconic muscle car of the seventies. You know, four fifty-four LS six. 450 horsepower. I mean, these cars were, were were the kings of the muscle car era. And now they've built this. Yes. And and this is my thing with it. All right. Now, take imagine if that was, and I, and I would say it probably didn't start life as a 454 SS. I'm sure it was probably just a Malibu or whatever. But if it was an LS6 Chevelle, Concourse, I mean, the same condition as this car, and this was a show car. I mean, that's a seventy, eighty thousand dollars muscle car. That the value is always going to be there. Now you built this car, and it's great. It's so cool. You know, you got heated seats, and you can tell everybody all about it. And on, and on a cold day, it'll keep your coffee cup warm in the cup holder, <laughs> and and you know, or you can sit it between your legs when you're driving down there. I don't even know. But maybe it makes coffee. Maybe hell, maybe it's got a cure again. It. It I don't might, know. It might have. I don't know. It's it got one. Every... It's got a one ten plug, so we can plug one in if we needed to. Exactly. But um, but you see where I'm getting at. What are you? How about ten years from now? I that car is going to be the biggest nightmare for somebody. I'm with you. I don't think that car. I know he probably had just a build on it, well into the six figures. I'm saying probably. Hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars wrapped up in this car. I mean, it was that nice. Right now, that car ain't a hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollar car. Imagine in five years, ten years. I mean, that's a. How do you justify spending that kind of money? There's no return on your investment None. with that. And no. and then, you know, and I tell people this, you know, all the time. You you build a car timeless. And, you know, you have to understand that the, the fads come and go. But, you know, there's some things that don't come and go. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you, you build a car any way you like it, you know, if you want to paint a lime green with pink polka dots on it, if that's your thing, if you like it, I love it. But when you're building a car and you want to be that guy that gets at least half your money out of it, you've got to build the car timeless. And the things, you know, there's small things that you can change on a car, wheels and tires, yep. maybe even a paint color. But when you start doing modifications like this, there's no return. It's completely custom to you. It exactly. You you've built a car, and I'll be honest with you, and 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 we've got the perfect example of this sitting in my shop right now. You know, we've got this really nice C1 vet that is absolutely gorgeous. And you're like, man, that's a good looking little car. And it's been modded and it's got a trick little chassis under it. And you open the hood and guess what kind of motor it's got in it? It's got a tuned port injection, like an 88 L98 Corvette motor in it. And this is my thing. Well, as soon as you open the hood, man, is it 1989 all over again? That's when it was built. But you, but you, exactly. It tells a timeline on the car. You might as well write the date on the side of it. And, and and to me, that kills it. And you see so many people building these cars now with LSs, and I know it's crazy. Guess what, kids? LSs won't be around forever. And 
that's the thing about building these cars that you have to be so careful about. And these are the same people that also lose their butt on these cars. Like all these big pro touring cars that went through Barrett-Jackson that brought all this crazy money. Ten years from now, those were outdated cars. You know, you remember, you know, all the street rods we make fun of. You know, the pastel colored street <laughs> yep. rods with the fifteen yep. inch and the fourteen and fifteen inch staggered billet wheels and the tweed and tear and all the brushed billet aluminum that we make fun of today. Guess what? They were them in nineteen ninety five. That was some pretty hot crap back in the day. Yep, and that was that was a hit. That was a hit of the curve. Yep. Now you make fun of it. That's what you have right now. Exactly. You have the future version of that. Yep. And, and then that's what I try to tell people. I've been in this hobby long enough to see a whole fad trend come in, go out, and I'll be damned if it's starting to come back. You're exactly right. And and then and that's you know, that's the thing that blows my mind. Like like you know, I'll give you another example. One of my favorites is colors. Colors tell a story on a car. And, you know, and if you want to, like I said, if you want to paint a car your favorite color, and your favorite color is teal green, dark teal green, you know what? Paint it dark teal green. But I'm going to tell you something else that's probably your favorite. It's something in that mid-90s range because that color was on everything in the 90s. And that's going to right there tell a story. on. Or your purple, same story with the same era right there. Those colors are like the burnt orange colors. That's mid-2000s. I mean, it just tells that story. The yellows, 2000, 2001. I mean, those colors just scream dated. That's what's so crazy. Like, like you're talking about colors. Now, when you get into them colors, like, up at the auto fair, and I keep saying this because I just left there, and, you know, that's like a mecca. That's almost like a SEMA for North Carolina. I mean, it's insane how many cars and stuff are there. But you see all even these new builds or old builds, the new builds are starting to go back to some of the 90s colors. And, like, there was a a couple C10s I seen up there. One was a pastel green color. It looked good. But I was like, wow, he went all the way back to the 90s with that. You know, and then there was a 40 Ford up there. You could tell it was built in the 90s. It was pastel. But, you know, and and that's the thing that's funny about these cars is my dad, I'll never forget, my dad's pride and joy in the 90s. It was a 1940 Chevy Coupe he built. And and it, it was his pride and joy. Like he built, we built this car together. This was one of the true father son moments I had with my dad in the garage, building this car. And we built an absolutely gorgeous street ride. And we actually won a lot of big shows with this car. And it was a beautiful car. And it's still riding around to this day. But I want to tell you something. It had 14, 15 inch staggered bill, especially wheels on it. Everything was brushed aluminum on the inside, green tweed like a pastel green and white tweed interior in it with white leather inserts in the seats but we thought it was so cool and it was that winter mint pastel green it was ppg winter mint green is the name of the color and my dad we got that car oh man that is so modern that is so different and now if you look at that's so 1995 i tell you what else we do we so got to take a commercial break wow that came up quick every time guys i tell you what stay tuned we're talking about muscle cars then and now Right here on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.